Looking for the best in authentic Maltese cuisine? Then you need to dine at Georgie's on Vista. Situated in the heart of Fraser Eyes, you can't go wrong when it comes to family dining. We have a menu for mum and dad, one for the kids, and one for seniors. Everyone's taken care of. Don't miss our specialty nights. Tuesday night is Palmer night, where you get to choose from not one, but five different Palmers. Wednesday night, kids eat free with every paying adult meal. Thursday night is members night, where members get the chance to win some great prizes. And Friday night, join us for happy hour between 5.30pm to 7.30pm. Jim, Johnny, Jack and their little brother Schooner are only $5 each. Looking to get an early start Friday afternoon for a punt? Our sports bar with TAB is open from 3pm Friday afternoons. To book your table, email info at georgiesonvista.com.au. Bring the family and come dine at Georgie's on Vista. 46 City Vista Court, Fraser Eyes, Plumpton. Good evening and a very, very warm welcome to you wherever you may be. Welcome to episode 61 of the Football Outwear Show, wherever you may be. Um, it is a lockdown episode. It is our second episode because uh, in Melbourne, unfortunately, the lockdown continues. But gee, have we got a massive show lined up for you tonight. A huge show and um, we're going to straight away go straight into introducing all of our guests Craig Filer, welcome to the show. How are you, Craig? Good to see you, as is always the case. Very well, Tonch. Good evening, listeners. Hope uh, hope everybody's well in uh, lockdown 56 or whatever we're on nowadays. <laughs> I suppose it's a bit different for you because you can do what you want, can't you? Well, yeah, I mean, there's still the restrictions. There are certain restrictions, but yeah, l luckily, Regional Victoria has has um, somewhat um, of, of some freedom, I guess, so we can go everywhere and that kind of stuff. Still can't have visitors, but you can have 10 people anywhere in the in the um you know outdoors and one of my neighbors we've got a little like a reserve just around the corner from from where i live and um they had some friends over and and you know in the in the basically the public reserve it's like a walkway they put their outdoor furniture out there and imagine that you can you can go five meters away from home you can have a gathering of 10 people but you can't have those same people in your own house yeah. and some of the some we were talking about it earlier on with someone, and it's uh, it's ridiculous. Some of the uh, some of the rules and the laws that they have around uh, uh, and nuts. Uh, but look, it is what but it is. We are all safe if you avoid if you duck the football. So just whenever the football is coming your way, make sure you duck and you're safe because COVID can't actually get you. I've worked it out. I've worked it out. You know, because if you go to restaurants, you don't need the mask when you're sitting down. It's only when you get up, so above a certain height, and mate. I'm six foot three. Only, I'm the stuffed. It's the unless only I crawl. Yeah. Unless I crawl along the ground. Uh, it's the I'm only virus in the world ever that can uh, that can stop a city, Tonch. Nowhere else, not a country, mm. just a city. It's yeah. just nothing nothing makes sense, mate. But uh, nothing let's, does. Let's, let's get on with it. 
We've got so much to get through tonight and a big, big shout out to Caroline Springs George Cross Football Club, the home of the award-winning Georgies on Vista Bistro. They are still doing takeaway in this um, lockdown period. So if you're in a kind of vicinity, what is it now, 10 kilometres vicinity, um, look up George Cross and look up the um, Georgies on Vista. Um, uh, um, we thank um, them sincerely. They have been amazing, Craig, haven't they? George Cross Football Club and the George Cross Fraternity. So it's always great to have everyone on board from the George Cross Football Club. Yeah, it is, Tons. They've been a massive supporter from day one. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Sultana, Lisa Jurich, George Jero and the team there have um, really, as we've said before on many of occasions, we we wouldn't be able to do this show if it wasn't for them. So uh, we, thank, we thank them very, very much. And um, I know this is a tough time for them as well with mm-hmm. the Bistro not being able to be open and, and, and no football. But uh, yeah, we're uh, very grateful for, for what they do for us. Also very grateful is the fact that every so often um, the three member of the Stooges is able to join us and make us complete. And the he third joins dip. the, 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 the third BG. And he's making go. his way. He's he's another one of our special co-hosts tonight, Steve Curtin. How do you like being referred to as a stooge or a member of the Bee Gees? Which, which of the two lesser evils is better? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tonchi, and thanks, Craig. And, uh, well, as you said, it's about making you feel complete, as you just mentioned. So, um, look, you know, never thought I'd hear that, but I'm pleased to <laughs> pleased to us. play that role, mate. More yeah, than happy no, to. No, it's good good to see you on um, on the show every week, uh, mate. Um, we, we are lucky. We're both down from Geelong way, so we, we can get out and about a little bit. There's a bit more freedom there. And uh, um, speaking of uh, what we're loving and what we're hating, Craig, over to you, mate. We've got this new segment this week. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a, a bit of uh, bit of fun every week, and we're gonna start off with a with a love it and a loathe it. So something that we've loved throughout the week uh, can be whatever it, it wants, and something that you absolutely hate or loathe, and. Uh, I'll start off with my uh, with my love it, I suppose, uh, Tonch, and uh-huh. uh, hats off to uh, ex Manchester City uh, an Argentinian forward who, uh, you know, footballers get a get a tough time for the amount of money they make and uh, perhaps the lifestyles that they 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 choose or they 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 have. Uh, but a big shout out to uh, Sergio Aguero this week, who uh, upon leaving Manchester City gave every one of the staff a sign uh, and uh, uh, um a watch engraved with uh, Sergio Aguero's name on the back. And he even raffled off his uh, his top-of-the-range Range Rover um, to one lucky member of the staff who uh, was a kit man, apparently. Uh, but I think that's a really uh, a really nice gesture from him, and it just shows the, 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 the level of the man, I think. Oh, absolutely. Very nice. Do you think he didn't want his old uh, teammates to forget him with that inscription on the watches? Maybe, maybe. But I just think you know, it's just a, it's just a nice gesture for someone to to to, to do that sort of thing. They get a tough time sometimes, footballers, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think it's uh, it's nice to see that somebody's doing uh, something the other way. And am I loathe it? I loathe it. Loathe it. Yeah. Look, I've got, I've got a I've got a dual loathe, both to do with the same uh, the same thing. And uh, for those that know me. Um, I'm a, um, a big, avid Newport County fan follower, um, ex-employee of the club, and um, they were unceremoniously, unceremoniously, uh, unceremoniously, yeah, I'm just trying to think what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> outed of uh, the playoff finals last Sunday, um, in a game against Morecambe, which uh, Morecambe 
uh, were given a, a very, very, very dodgy penalty. Uh, it wasn't let's, even penalty. It wasn't dodgy, Tonch. Let, let's, have a, let's have a look at that. Yeah, any chance then? Or? <laughs> oh, God. Even the VARs had a blackout on that one. We'll come back to it, Tonch. You play. Maybe you can, you to, um, can you describe the infringement? Uh, yeah, the, you guys can't infringement. see it. No, we can't see it, Tonch. It doesn't come up on the screen, mate. So whatever you've done, you've uh, you've you've done some. You couldn't say that, no? No. All right, well. Oh, but on the other side to that as well as, as part two of my love it, and it really annoyed me that not only did they get a penalty in extra time to go through to the to, to, to League One, we almost had the cock of a manage of a manager. <laughs> and I'll and I'll play his his um his post match interview. Derek, I must ask you uh, about the penalty. Common consensus was it wasn't. So I'm sure you've got sort of a, a, a lot of thoughts for, for, for Mike Flynn. I think if it was the other way, you'd be screaming. No, I've got no sympathy for them. You know, three times this season, they've had three of our players sent off. And um, I think that uh, sometimes in life, justice, and that was justice. So no VAR at this level? Listen, if they want VAR, they want VAR. But, um, you know, this season, they had three of our players sent off. And uh, sometimes in life, you get your comeuppance. Today was that, I'm for it. Wow. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, what a reaction. It's, no uh, sympathy, yeah. no sympathy. Not no mincing his words no. at all there. Uh, and uh, and actually, you know, two days later, he left the club and is now the new manager of Bradford City. So, um, um, yeah, that was my love it and loathe it for, for this week, guys. <laughs> Steve, over to you. You're next. Thanks, mate. Well... I think the love it was easy this week and we've really had something missing in our lives for a long time, around 560-odd days. And it is, of course, being able to uh, follow out our men's uh, national team, the Socceroos, such a long absence over 18 months. And mm. it was uh, absolutely... Uh, I had no hesitation in setting the alarm for 5 a.m. the other morning to watch their match in uh, Q8 City. And it's just so good, again, to be able to sit down and talk about the selections, the strategies, and some of those young players, the likes of Fran Karacic coming into the team and getting his debut cap and Aiden Hrustic's performance. And the, it's just great. I really miss that. So I absolutely love having the Socceroos back and look forward to them playing more games in this uh, hub in this 37-degree temperatures. Such a long absence over 18 months. And mm. it was uh, – oh, I'm hearing myself back. <laughs> yep. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, no, I mate, it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, when when you miss something, you don't realise how much you miss it until you've lost it. Um, and that's a classic example. You sort of think to yourself, uh, you get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, whatever it is, you know, struggles, this and that. But, um, yeah, watching the soccer, well, I didn't actually watch the game, watch the highlights, but um, you kind of think, yeah, yeah, it is that one element. Once upon a time, the soccer was, was our most marketable product, wasn't it? 
Exactly. Yeah. I remember like first time going to watch the national team live back at the MCG when I was a youngster and seeing the, um, I think it was summed up well back then by the, the Qantas, uh, boys and girls choir getting out there and talking about how we're singing that song about we've got all these Australians from all around the world away from their family and friends. And then I think this is the thing that brings everyone together because the Socceroos typify that because they do come from all over the world to come Mm. together to play these matches. And there's something special about that that you just don't get, obviously, in uh, in club football and uh, given the scope, the length and breadth of where our players play, it's uh, very special and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you loathe? What did you loathe? Yeah, I was a bit disappointed last night. Uh, it's probably a special mention could have been um, Western United's end to the season, of course, with the, the eight straight losses. But it wasn't exactly that. It was uh, a legend of the uh, National League retiring last night, Andrew Durante, and the Fox cameras uh, at full time cut to an interview with Matt Simon. Uh, and then they cut off to the next game over at uh, Newcastle with Newcastle and uh, Perth Glory. So it was pretty disappointing. And it comes back to that whole thing where they really should be playing the final round of fixtures concurrently, all broadcast on a separate stream. There's mm-hmm. technology that can well and truly do that these days. And it would enable the option to show that footage that you just saw on screen there. Um, because it's again, it's one of those things where we always talk about football. We do a good job of not telling our narrative and our story. And you can guarantee if that was a, um, you know, like a 400 plus gamer, you know, retiring from the AFL, like that would be plastered all over our TV screens. And in fact, no one even saw that. And I think that game was also simulcast on ABC. But of course, they would have well and truly cut to the uh, seven o'clock news by then. So, you know, there's a legend there. He's. Um, had a 20-year football career, 39 years of age, gone and ended up representing New Zealand, um, a somewhat modest, you know, player in a lot of ways, and he's uh, overcome a lot in his career, shocking yeah. uh, broken yeah. leg break. He even got shot while he was playing by a stray bullet yeah, in Sydney right. as yeah. a youngster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, he's got so yeah. many tales yeah. that he could tell, and um, the least we could do is put that on uh, TV at the end, and Fox didn't do that, and that was a shame. No, this- I, I agree with you, Steve, and I've actually changed my little bit my love that it's just been changed to, to how Fox Sports can give any airtime to to uh, Matt Simon. Yeah, oh, yeah all that made it all the more made me all Fox, the more angry. The rage, Fox Matt Sports, Simon, yeah. of all the people. Yeah. It's yeah. it's Fox Sports is disgusting, and honestly, the, the level. The, look, I'm, I'm not even going to say anything. I've, I've, from, oh, well, I turned off Fox Sports this oh, week. Crunch, uh, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Um, earlier on in the week, I said to said to the wife, "Look, get rid of it. We don't need it now. We got Optus, and you know, obviously, yeah. Channel Ten will, will come on, and we'll do yeah. Paramount yeah. as uh, as, a, as a separate one. We don't need Fox Sports anymore. No, well, no. There's an idea for a new segment, perhaps. Craig was uh, shut it down. What are you shutting down this week? And Fox <laughs> yeah, we'll be shutting down a lot of things. We'll be shutting down a lot. Yeah, very good. Over to you, Tonchi. What's your love? Well, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to keep it simple. And look, at at really, at the risk of um, sounding like I'm not, and and I don't want the following bit to be, you know, rubbing it into all of the noses of our lovely Melbourne friends, whatever, you know, who are locked down. But um, we we were very, we were very lucky to have the juniors coming back. Um, Just the juniors, only seniors. And this morning um, down at Alco Park, Craig, um, watching, you know, my little boys under 12 teams, uh, 12 team play that, that to me, just the simple things. And honestly, I think I, I said it to you, I said it to someone else watching the A-League last night or little bit of the A-League, the Western, you know, I didn't even watch the, um, v- victory and city game tonight. Um, it, it's just absolutely boring, but I get more satisfaction watching grassroots football. Um, it's a shame the NPL's not in, in, in action because I was, get, I was mm. this year's NPL 
was was brilliant. And um, yeah, if you caught last week's interview with um, Kimon Taliadoros, the head of the Football Victoria, um, you can catch it on our YouTube channel. I mean, this year was really building up, and, and look, it still may well be um, a, 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 an epic competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that that's what I loved. I loved watching the juniors. I loved the, you know games coming back at least in somewhat in regional Victoria. Loath. Well, I, I loathe the fact that we've got lockdowns in Metro Melbourne. I loathe the fact that seniors everywhere are being affected. I mean, the country championships, the Victorian Junior Country Championships, which was um, uh, has now affected all the regions regionally, that was supposed to be held next week um, in, in, in Geelong. Because of all these draconian laws and, and, and things that are being brought in, we can't have any of that. Now, guys... It's absolute. I'm going to call bullshit here, as uh, Matthew McConaughey used to do in the famous um, movie that he was in. I mean, it's just absolute stupidity. And like I said, we're um, early in the show, Craig. The South Australian min. Uh, what is it? She's not even the minister. She, the the health ch cho, whatever they call them. When she tells people attending an AFL game, if you attend an AFL game that involves Collingwood, a Victorian team that has been cleared to come into South Australia, don't touch the footballs, duck because sweaty hands have been... I mean, this is expert advice that we're supposed to live by. Don't even don't even get me started on what's happening in Victoria here. I'm, I'm really frustrated speaking to a few people. They're angry. So I'm, I'm not just loathing it. I'm majorly pissed off. That's me. Right, yo. There you Thanks, go. I had it. Who wants to follow that up? Feel better? <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, no, I don't. I, I feel better. <laughs> When these lockdowns are lifted, oh. and we've got NPL back, and I'm sure everyone out there in 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 um in in comments land, say what you love, what you loathe. Tell us what you. Uh, I think we've had a few people already saying a few things. Matt, oh yeah, a lot of people are um, questioning um Foxtel and uh, what's your not. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Let's remember. talk about something pleasant, guys. Let's get on to the news. Is it? <laughs> it's time for the news, and uh, we're going to go straight into the news. Yep. Um. What, what have we got on the news tonight? Let's um, we're going to have a bit of a break. Don't go away, guys. It's episode sixty-one. We sort of started on a positive and a slash negative tonight, but it's all going to be positive from here because in the news desk, amongst other things, we'll be talking about the Euro Championships coming up next week. Don't go away. It's football at West Show. Okie dokie. Welcome back to the Football Outwear Show. I feel a lot better, gents. I don't know about oh. you guys. <laughs> what did you do during that little ad break? <laughs> <laughs> I sipped a little bit of the red fluid. Um, it's actually cranberry juice, not not wine or anything like that, although I sometimes do feel like having a wine. Um, guys, Craig, let's start off with it. What's the first news item you'd like to talk about? There's a let's go. Uh, let's start with the A-League, is it? Uh, I think... Yeah. Um, you know, that comes to uh, uh, an end uh, this evening with the final game of the Melbourne Victory versus Melbourne City game. Uh, I didn't watch it, Steve. I'm not sure whether you, you managed to get hold of uh, watch the game or not. I haven't got Foxtel, so I couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little I know a little trick. You have a VPN, but don't tell anyone that. Um, now, I didn't get to watch it either, actually. I was just uh, rearranging the house and moving into this uh, the new look uh, studio here. But I've seen that uh, Leighton Brooks scored a 95th 
minute equaliser for Melbourne victory to get a share of the points after earlier in the second half. Nick Ansell had scored a 54th minute own goal in a one-all draw in front of no fans at Amy Park tonight to uh, conclude match day 24 of 24 of the A-League season for 2021. And now it's finals time. Yeah, just um, I've I read a comment on uh, on Facebook earlier on from uh, from someone who will uh, na- uh, remain nameless. He's a good friend of mine uh, who was uh, was pretty disappointed with Melbourne victory. Not only um, you know the way that they've played this season um, in 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 respect of you know where they finished on the league, but the fact that it's the last game of the season and they kept all their youngsters on the bench, whereas Mel- Melbourne City had three players under the age of I think seventeen. Um, come within yeah. as well. Now that shows you a v- real two difference between two very different clubs. And we'll touch on Melbourne City very quickly. Everybody knows they're they're backed by uh, um, some 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 big um, um, people. <laughs> Good way of putting it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but the reality is, guys, they they are about wanting to win, but they're also about development. They're huge uh, on this whole development process of, you know, making sure that that you know that you know the money that they invest is is put back into bringing. Now, I don't see that with many football clubs. So, big big hats off to Melbourne City this year. It's taken them a few years. Um, they've had a lot of stick over the last uh, five or six years. Um, but fair play to them this year. They've been absolutely fantastic and certainly deserve to uh, to win the Shield for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Melbourne City, a um, bit of news, Craig, um, with the major signing. Now, um, this is going to cause a little bit of a, uh, a row uh, amongst us three. It's going to cause a little bit of a debate. And we'd love to hear what your thoughts are, folks, out there. We'd love to hear. Going to By the way, Michael, Michael Long, you better. Um, we're going to have talk back a little later on, Michael Long. I want you to come on because in your comment you said Ko is free this month. I want to know how because I'm playing paying freaking twenty five bucks for a useless product. I want to know how you get it for free. All right. So that's later on, folks. Talk back is going to be coming later on. So you will have an opportunity to say and vent if you want. Just don't swear. We're trying hard here not to sweat tonight. But, uh, Craig, something that's got your goat about Melbourne City. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to hear your thoughts, guys. Uh, by all means, the, the phone lines are open, 0497 Um Matthew Leckie joining Melbourne City for next year. Uh, my thoughts are that it's a... I suppose it's a it's a good signing for Melbourne City. He's a good player. Um, the other side of me says, why the hell would a player at thirty years old, who's been playing in Europe for the last six, seven, uh, six or seven years, come back to play in in Melbourne? And and so the question I really want to ask is, are we finding that the players that go off to uh, to Europe and he might have had you know six or seven years? Uh, playing within Frankfurt and um, a number of other clubs over there in Germany. Um, why would somebody come back to Australia, which is not a good stand, good league, a good standard to play in, mm-hmm. at 30 years old? So for me, it's a good sign for Melbourne City, but is a good sign for football. Um, I'm not sure. Steve, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I have to agree with Craig. Uh, Melbourne City looking pretty scary now. Like. I'm, I'm going to imagine that they're going to lose Jamie McLaren, so at least that will make them a little bit less frightening. But imagine a front three of Jamie McLaren in between Naboo and Leckie. Like, that's not fair on the A-League level. <laughs> it's not right. Um, 
that's a good point. <laughs> have you heard? Has have you heard that uh, McLaren's going? Have you or? You're just suspecting that, or I uh, just suspecting that. I haven't heard anything yeah. for a few days, but I think there's massive interest from a number of clubs yeah. in Asia for Jamie McLaren, given what he's done in the last uh, couple of seasons here. So, um, so yeah, it looks like Leckie might. Well, I mean, Leckie started in what the number nine position uh, for the Socceroos this week, so perhaps he will assume that role for Melbourne, well, Melbourne City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, look, we 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 know Melbourne City, as you said, Craig. They've got money. There's no doubt about it. Um, and they're obviously they're signing them on for what three years, so there's some sort of a big, big push there yeah. behind the scenes. We don't we don't know how much. Maybe he's making as much money as he can make in, in in overseas. I don't know. Is it a lifestyle thing? Is it a thing that he now wants to come back to Australia? I don't know. For well, the, he is a Melbourne boy, isn't he? He's, he's a, a Melbourne he's boy. A, correct, boy, correct. Yeah. Look from 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 my point of view, I'm not a big fan of the A League at the moment. I'm not a fan of Melbourne City um, victory. Western United, you name it. But it is good for the A-League in the sense that it might break that freaking Sydney FC monopoly on the league. Because <laughs> yeah, the FC have been really <laughs> devastating as far as their attack. And they're, and look, Bobo, Ninkovic, um, all of these players that they've picked up, you know, and been able to kind of keep as well. That's a very good team. Now, look, down at City, you've got Naboot, you've got um, Lecky, and now you've got McLaren. So that's fundamentally your your Socceroo strike force, isn't it? But that's he, but that's my that's my question. Yeah. Why would the Socceroos captain want to come back and play in Australia at the age of thirty? Surely, as a as a footballer, you want to play yeah. at the highest level you can. Playing for the for, for Melbourne City in a half ass league is is not what I would see as where I would want my captain playing. Um, that's my. It's just my thoughts. Open to debate. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting that um, you know that that he's coming back. Great on Manchester, uh, Melbourne City that they've got him back or got him at the club. Uh, but for me, I just think it's the it's the wrong thing for football that you've got your your Socceroos captain not playing not playing in Europe and coming back to uh, to play in Melbourne at, a, at an age when he should be yeah. playing higher. Martin Cholak says he's coming home due to Australia bring. I think he means being a safer place from a COVID point of view plus a great offer. I do not doubt the uh, whole idea of a great offer. Ma Maxi Santich says, Marquee signing, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> um, exactly. Oh, this is an interesting comment about uh, Chris Briefway. He says, Tonchi makes you wonder about the Sydney FC salary cap. Yeah, true. That, that's a good point, actually. Because um, how are they managing to get those um, players all under the salary cap? Um Pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, they've know. been allowed um, incremental increases each year, Sydney FC, because I think there's a system that allows you to keep your players, a yeah. uh, bit of player retention system. And most clubs that have won premierships in the A-League in the last 10 or so years have almost been pillaged. And by the time their Champions League campaign comes around a year or so later, they're, they're in the bottom half of the table. But um, yeah. they've been the opposite. Yeah. Now, Ruben Todorovsky says safer. Victoria has the Delta strain and he's got little emoji doing that. Now, gents, breaking news. Apparently, there is a new strain that has been um, discovered in Australia um, after the Delta strain. It's called the Barnsey strain. Everyone's walking around and singing working class man to themselves. That's how ridiculous it all is. It's meant to be a joke, guys. Where's oh. the pun I'm waiting for the punchline, mate. <laughs> 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 that was that was a proper dad joke. Yeah, yeah. I've actually heard just on Twitter now that there's been a positive case assigned to a donut shop. So not the kind of donut day we're hoping for. Oh, <laughs> oh it's not a joke. That's, that's not actually a bad that's actually joke. legit. 
that's, that's actually good, true. Is that, a, is that, was that an Un- attempt at a joke? Uh, that's unfortunately true. <laughs> All right, let's move along to football matters, uh, James. Yeah, look, um, just to stay on the A-League there, guys, um, I suppose we've, we've congratulated Melbourne City on, on what I believe is a fantastic season. Let's talk about, you know, they're not, they're not a Western uh, club, but let's talk about uh, Central Coast Mariners. Mm. Um, you know they finished, they yeah. finished third, third, uh, bottom out of the last three seasons, mm. and this season turned it around and and finished third. So, um, Alan Stanich came in for a lot of criticism a few years, yeah. years back. Um, has has gone there, and uh, I think he's done a fantastic job. Your thoughts? Oh, can I just say, look, that's one of the good things about the A League this year has been Central Coast for several reasons. One, it's it's not the almighty dollar of Sydney FC and um, M- a Melbourne City that's you know um, buying success. Here we've got a small club with a very small market. They're developing players. They're they're giving young players a go, um, and and like the the turnaround has been absolutely amazing. It's a shame they don't get more supporters. I mean back. Back in the day when Graham Arnold was their coach, they were getting you know huge crowds, fifteen thousand plus, whatever, um, and they were doing really well. So it's a shame. But look, having said that, it is it is one of these success stories of not just the A League but Australian football that you've got a team that was you know if we had relegation there last year, they would have been relegated. In fact, they would have been relegated the last five years. But to to come back like that and um and to you know they still got a very good chance for um um to win the grand final. Steve, your thoughts. Yeah, well, Alan Stadjic and the coaching team there have done such a good job and they've just picked up some of these little gems of players that no one was interested in. Alu Qualf, you know, the obvious yeah, one, really, yeah. floating around in Shepparton, banging in goals. None of the three Vic teams wanted to take him. And if you wanted to do a bit of a Western Melbourne for football at West High and Stefan Negro there, he was going around for Green Gully last season. Um, he moved heaven and earth to get a chance. And went on, and went to, on trial to Western United and uh, um, yeah. at the start of last season and, and, didn't, yeah. and didn't get selected, yeah. Yeah, actually went to Darwin to um, avoid getting stuck so we could get up to a trial with the Mariners, which is crazy. Like, so the effort he went into to get that. And some of these little players, I say little players literally, like uh, Josh Nisbet in the middle of the park there, been uh, outstanding. Ruin Tongik's gone on to get um, his Socceroos call yeah. up, which is fantastic. He was, you know, at Melbourne City, not really getting yeah. a go. Um, and they've Hello. just got a a lot of value out of players, even like the goal scorer yeah. last night, which is Jack Clisby, who's not yeah. one of my oh, favourite no, players, no. but he is oh, you know, getting the see, job done. <laughs> see when he copped it in the face? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that was nasty. Pretty, and he just, um, <laughs> it was like nothing happened. He just kept going. <laughs> no brain, no brain. I've got Matt Simon to, to back everything up. <laughs> so. I didn't mean, I'm not giving him any credit, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hello, Qual, as well, coming from the Victorian um, NPL and stepping up there and doing well. That just goes to show there are some quality players in the NPL. And, and, they're they're, just and, they're himself, and they're earning himself a, a move abroad, Tonch. You guys have commentated many, many games this year. We've seen many games in the NPL Victoria competition. And there are a lot of good quality players there that if they're given an opportunity to step up to full-time professional ranks, they do well. They might not do it straight away if you, you know, uh, throw them in at the deep end. They might not perform their first game or two, but like with Aloe Qual, um, you know, and, Stachich, good yeah. on him. He, he did really um, well, well, persevered with him, and he's, he's yeah. brilliant. The kid's brilliant. And just, just on that as well, Tonch, like uh, Craig and I have done a lot of games at Altona this season. We've seen their right back, Anthony Burke Gilroy, going yeah, around yeah. in a team that's in the relegation zone. Um, gets picked up by Brisbane Raw, makes their team. Like, it's not that go. far between the level required, obviously. 
There's yeah. a lot of luck involved, Steve. You need to be in the right place at the right time. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen it so many times over the years. Yeah. And, um, you know, fair play to to, uh, to Gilroy there. We've we've actually thought he's on on the occasions that we've uh, we've commentated. He's a very good player. And uh, obviously it shows. And, um, you know, um, Qual going off to Stuttgart is a fantastic, a fantastic achievement for the for the young lad. So, um, yeah, great. Story. Anyway, that's enough about Central Coast. What about um, <laughs> closer to home? Western United. Where do we start with that? Where do we start with Western United? Oh, it's Steve. Such a, well, Craig, you, 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 what did you what did you want to say about Western United? Yeah, look, lost eight games on the bounce, conceded 32 goals. I forgot the second worst defence in the league. In 2019, had the third best. Mm. Uh, suppose the question is, where's, where's it all gone wrong? Oh, I just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Where's it all gone wrong? Steve? Steve? Yeah, well, I mean, you go back only... So they pl played so many games in a short period of time. You go back to their trip to Tassie at that time, they were in about sixth place, looking pretty good, carrying on from last year. And they had those games in hand. So we sort of thought, you know, they're a genuine chance for the sort of top four or five spots in the ladder. Things have gone wrong. Um, I don't know. I've actually, it's coincided with uh, when we've been getting busy again. We've been at NPL games, missed a lot of the games. And then after seeing the results, not really wanted to watch a lot of the games. Mm. Um, obviously, a, a horror run of uh, fixtures with yep. co coinciding with perhaps some bad off-field things going on that we don't oh, know I about is the speculation. The I reckon, Steve, you've hit the nail on the head there. Off-field problems. You know, we've seen the football op um, dire uh, director, um, Ante Kovacevic, um, just depart the club not that long ago. Um, there have been... Constant, what do, what do you mean? Speculations, if you like, that the um, Western United camp is um, has all sorts of infighting, and you know some of the players have been um, involved in it. Some of the coaches, some of the what you're not. Um, that surely must be. There must be something behind the scenes, Craig. Yeah. Look, do you think? Do you think the travel has got to uh, has got a lot to do with it? They haven't got a home base. They haven't got a, uh, a, a stadium as such. Yeah, it's all their games away from home. Uh, the travelling that these guys have been doing week in, week out is is enormous. Um, staying in hotels and, you know, I, I know for one what it's like staying in hotels and everybody thinks it's fantastic, but you soon you soon get pretty pissed off with it, if I'm honest. And, uh, um, you know, I, I believe that that's certainly got something to do with it, but uh, I'm sure there's, um, there's other things behind the scenes. So um, question there is uh, uh, Alex uh, Sikorovsky said, surely Ruden doesn't survive. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't honestly. I don't know enough behind the scenes to know yes or no or, or whatever. I look. I I would say that they'd probably give him another another season because look. Let, let's face it. There's still a club in its infancy, isn't it? Like there's still. As yeah, said, yeah. I mean, they have got a base. They they train at our uh, at our sponsors, um, George Cross um, Football Club. That's where they're based, as far as that is concerned. Um, but you're right. I mean, they've had to do a fair bit of travelling. But look at Wellington Phoenix. For for the whole season, they actually were nomadic. They actually lived away from home. Um, yet they've got 10 points. They've ended up with 10 points more than Western United. So how much of it is, you know, uh, you can yeah, you, know, it, you know, um, look, that's a, so who, who made that comment um, about um, Popovich? Oh, not Pop Popovich. Popovich is West, um, victory uh, about um, Rudan. Uh, that's a good point. Look. He'd definitely be feeling the pressure. There's no doubt about that. But, look, I think they'll stick with him. However, having said that, if Diamante doesn't play next year, Durant is not playing next year, Berisha 
probably unlikely to be playing next year. Whatever happened to Philip Curdo? Where's he gone? Um, there's your yeah. whole skeleton. There's your whole backbone of your team. Um, take away those three, four plays, whatever. You're left with a lot of average plays there, a lot of average plays. So in the offseason, they're going to have to undertake some rather aggressive um, um, recruiting. And you're right, Craig, when you don't have a home base, when you don't have so much as so much as a, as a as an I won't say identity, but but a, a, a truly home base that you can feel kind of at home. It's going to be very hard to attract quality players, isn't it? Yeah, look, it is, and um, a couple of the the, um, the listeners are quite right. You know that uh, the next uh, were uh, based out of Wollongong, and it's a great it's a great point that. Um, but also, somebody mentioned their I think it was Michael Long. Their reserves are doing very well in the MPL. Um, is this not a chance for us guys, seriously, to start putting some of these young kids in? We know that Western United came into the into the leagues. Uh, Blaze of Glory did very very well mm-hmm. last season. Played some fantastic football, and nobody nobody can um, can can hide from the fact that that's what they did. They they almost won the grand final. Um, did they overachieve in their first year? Possibly. Um, but now is it a chance maybe to, to as you said, Tonch, to really rebuild the football club? Um, you've got some. Um, the youngster, I can't think of his name, who's uh, who, who's been knocking in the goals for the for the reserves. He he started this week, didn't he? Uh, for a yeah, game or yeah. came on. Um, you know, is there an opportunity there to start breeding some of these um, young young players that uh, Western United have got into the into the senior team with the likes of you know Diamante around them and Wiz Barisha yeah. for the last few months. I know he's been injured, but um, you know, is it is it a case of as you said a rebuild of the club? I think so. I mean, that's inevitable, Craig. I think that has to happen. Not it has to happen. It will happen. Like I mentioned, those um, veterans that are are leaving. I mean, Diamante. This this is his last season, isn't it? Isn't it, gents? I mean, isn't next year he's supposed to be involved in some sort of a uh, like a coaching capacity, or or that was the plan? Um, So he's going to go. Barisha's on his last legs. He's going to go, guys. There has to be a. There has to be some sort of a a rebuild. There's no doubt about that. But um, yeah, it would be interesting. I'll be really interested to see um, how are they going in the. um, um, By the way, in the NPL three competition, second, second, yeah, very well. Yeah, the second behind uh, Preston Lions. Yeah, right, right. Oh, so there's every possibility that they could be playing in NPL two next year. Every possibility. So. Actually, there you go. Five games, uh, five wins, four draws, no losses. Goal difference of 23, 4, 13 against. So pretty, pretty impressive. Only four points behind Preston Lions. Um, absolutely. So, I mean, the future must be pr- relatively bright, but you're asking kids to go from M- MPL 3 to A League. Is that nah, a big, Tonch, seriously? Is that a big jump? Somebody's already mentioned, you know, and we've just talked about Alokoal and, and a few other boys. I don't believe the gap yeah. is as big as we think it is, or people think it is. I think yeah. some of these players, you know, Gilroy, you know, was playing in, you know, in a, in a, in what I class as a poor team down at Altona Magic, um, is now playing for Brisbane Raw. Um, I think given opportunities, and that's what it comes down to, give being given opportunities. It's not whether players are good enough, it's whether they're given the opportunities to prove that they're good enough. And if yeah. they're good enough, Old, if they're good enough, they're old enough, or old enough, they're good enough. Um, you know, it's about time that we really started to give these young kids an opportunity. Otherwise, we've all we've been touching on the A League now for for half an hour. It's not going to improve, and mm. people are going to stay away if we don't start involving some of these young, better young kids and giving them opportunities. 
James Levels Atanasov says, hey, this is a good point. He says, um, if they're good enough, they will lift their games. I think that should be T-H-E-I-R, James, not T-H-E-R-E. But <laughs> but he makes a, we, we understand what you're trying to say. Um, Michael Long also says, um, and that's only because A-League is full-time. Absolutely. A, a lot of these players, if given the opportunity, particularly the younger players, if given the opportunity to step into a full-time um, capacity where a uh, situation where they are training every day, um, absolutely would improve, would have to improve. And the younger the player, the more coachable they are, or they should be, um, with some of these. Really, they don't have fear, mate. You know, Max Capaldi oh, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, Caputo, sorry, uh, who came on for Melbourne City tonight, ex-George Cross player. Um, you know, he's, he's 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what, 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 I don't understand. There's no relegation in this league. Why, why wouldn't you give the kids an opportunity to, to play? I just yeah. don't, I just don't get it. Maybe we're, maybe we're just too blinkered on, on, on the winning mentality, even at A-League. And I think there's um, some, some real opportunities for us to develop these young kids and give them a go. 100%. Okay, gents, it's time that we start talking about the um, A-League. Uh, the, the A-League. I've got the A-League on my mind. Uh, the Euro Championships. But before oh. we do that, we're going to take a little bit of a break, a sponsor break. When we return, we will have the um, the discussion about next next week's European League cha- or European Championships. Looking, Looking for the best, for the best and authentic, authentic Maltese, Maltese cuisine? Then you need to dine at Georgie's on Vista. Situated in the heart of Fraser Eyes, you can't go wrong when it comes to family dining. We have a menu for mum and dad, one for the kids, and one for seniors. Everyone's taken care of. Don't miss our specialty nights. Tuesday night is Palmer night, where you get to choose from not one, but five different Palmers. Wednesday night, kids eat free with every paying adult meal. Thursday night is Members' Night, where members get the chance to win some great prizes. And Friday night, join us for happy hour between 5.30pm to 7.30pm. Jim, Johnny, Jack and their little brother Schooner are only $5 each. Looking to get an early start Friday afternoon for a punt? Our sports bar with TAB is open from 3pm Friday afternoons. To book your table, email info at georgiesonvista.com.au. Bring the family and come dine at George's on Vista. 46 City Vista Court, Fraser Eyes, Plumpton. Welcome back to the Football Outwear Show. It is episode 61 and uh, we're here joined by uh, Craig Filer and Steve Curtin. And Craig, you've got something ready. You've got, Craig, you've got something ready for us, haven't you? Have I? It's time, gentlemen, to talk Euro 2020. Isn't it funny? Euro 2020 in 2021. But that's the world we live in at the moment. And um, Craig, let's let's you you start it off. You start the discussion off. Yeah, so look, we're all looking forward to uh, to next uh, next Saturday. I think it's um, it's been a long time in the in the in the waiting, and um, you know, there's some fantastic ties in uh, in in over the next few weeks to uh, 
to uh, to get us uh, to get us going. Uh, no more so than uh, the start next Saturday morning. I think it is our first game: Italy versus Switzerland at uh, five, or Turkey versus Italy. Sorry, at five o'clock next Saturday morning. That's good. Um, followed by followed by God's country against Switzerland at uh, at eleven <laughs> at eleven o'clock. <laughs> Oh, gentlemen, let's go. Um, let's go through the groups um, very, very quickly, and we'll start off. Steve, let's have a look at um, the first group there. Group A. What do you like? Oh, let's go. Loathe and loathe. What you love and <laughs> what you loathe on here. Who, 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 who do you like here? And who, which yeah. team maybe do you think will bomb out? Please say Wales. Please say Wales. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All jokes aside, who do you think will do well, and who do you think will probably not? Not comments about that group. It's your turn. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. I'm going to say, look, Italy, look, just to surprise everyone there, I think they'll manage to get through. And I think the second place team there, just to disappoint or play the devil's advocate to Craig, I'm going to go for Turkey. I agree with you. I I agree with you. I think Turkey have been fantastic in their qualifying period. I don't think Wales will uh, get out of this group. Um, I think Italy will. Uh, They've been in fantastic form. I think they've won their last six games. Um, Yeah, they would be the favourites for me. Absolutely. Craig, let's uh, look over to Group B. What 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 are your t- what's your take on Group B? Yeah, look, I think you can't look further than uh, than Belgium in that one, uh, Tonch. You know, yeah. um, you know, t- top of the top of the world rankings and uh, Denmark, Finland, and Russia in that group. Um, yeah, Be- Belgium will um, will win that comfortably, I think. Oh, Belgium definitely one of the f- firm favourites. Um, I think they're playing Croatia tomorrow morning, so that'll be an interesting clash but um oh look belgium uh there's some pundits actually saying belgium you know have got you know they're, they're probably um odds on to make it through to the at least the semi-finals and, and and likely the finals but uh you know denmark finland russia i'm sure they're going to put in a a, a top effort but at the end of the day i think belgium clear favorites in that group steve moving along to group c your thoughts on group c netherlands ukraine austria and macedonia yeah, this is a hard one here. Netherlands should finish in top place. Second place is pretty tricky. I'm going to go out and say Austria for me. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Craig? Yeah, I agree with you there, Tom. Uh, Steve. I think uh, Netherlands should come out on top, um, given the fact that they are a football nation, a proud football nation. Have uh, been been in the doldrums for for many many years. Um, I think. Um, it's an opportunity for them this year to to really uh, stamp their stamp their authority on on European football, and uh, yeah, they should come through uh, quite easily in that group. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be an interesting group in many ways. Um, look, yeah, Netherlands is the one, the clear favourite, but who will be the second team to progress through to that? I reckon it could be a could be a tough one there, but I, I think it will be between Ukraine and Austria. But North Macedonia, they they may well. Um, provide some upsets, some, uh, and and that will be interesting to see. Craig, yeah, Ruben Toborowski's years just saying the Macedonia paying five fifty to beat Austria. There you go. Uh, Look at that, Ruben. Yeah, that's that's a, it's a good good. Um, I reckon Ruben's already got some money on that. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon yeah. He probably has. Mate. <laughs> yeah. Group D: Craig, England, Croatia, Scotland, and the Czech Republic. Yeah, Scotland for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody back England, so Croatia to win it and uh, Czech Republic to come second. So, no, look, I think uh, England have got a very, very strong group this year. Um, we t- we can talk about their development yeah. and, you know, 
I think their squad has, has been 15, 20 years in the making of, you know, very, very young, talented footballing squad. I think Gareth Southgate has done a fantastic job of introducing the youngsters into it. And I think they're, they're going to be a, um, I think they're going to be quite uh, formidable in this, uh, in this uh, European providing, um, you know, the young, young heads can, uh, can deal with the pressures, I suppose. But um, yeah, look, England for me, uh, followed by Croatia on that one. Yeah, look, Croatia coach Zlatko Dalic in an interview, I think just a week ago, was under no illusion that this is going to be a tough, tough ask. Um, and he said, England at Wembley, Scotland at Hampden Park, you couldn't have wished for anything um, you know, worse um, because it is going to be very tough. Croatia's never beaten Scotland in Scotland. Um, obviously, we know what it's going to be like against England in Wembley. Uh, and the Czech Republic, look, you know, they're not they're not just a, a rag to be thrown out. They're a tough side as well. So it is going to be a very tough group. Um, look, as much as I'd love to say Croatia is going to do very well at these championships, it's not the same Croatia from um, 2018. Uh, they've lost quite a fair few players. Some of the players aren't getting regular time at their clubs. Um, and it's look, uh, it's still based on a lot of their aging stars. And, and look, Dejan Lovren former Liverpool defender, um, he's under an injury cloud as well. And, and the defence has always been pretty, a little bit shaky, to say the best. But um, you never, never know. The Croatians, it's, they've, got, they've got this spirit. Um, and anyone who knows a Croatian here in Australia knows they're made of um, fighting spirits. So anything can happen. But I, I'm tipping England to do well there. Steve, Group E, Spain, Sweden, Poland and Slovakia. Yeah, the S group, as I like to call this one, except for Poland, of course. But I think Spain to top this group and my second pick is actually going to be Poland. Uh, Craig. Craig, do you agree? Uh, I, I Spain for, for sure. Um, I think they'll come out on top. Uh, whether it's Poland or Sweden, I suppose it... Uh, it I suppose it depends on whether Ledonovsky uh, turns up or not, Steve, uh, for Poland. If he doesn't, I think uh, they're going to struggle. Um, Sweden, good football inside. Um, got a lot of good players playing in the Premier League and, and at various clubs around Europe. Um, yeah, I'd probably put Sweden ahead of Poland. Um, I just don't know whether uh, Ledonovsky is going to be... Uh, um, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been fit and hasn't played a lot of football, so... Um, um, let's let yeah let's let's go with uh, Spain and Sweden. There you go, Spain, Sweden. Um, that's what Craig says. Definitely Spain, I think. Um, and yeah, I tend to agree with you, mate. Sweden, I think, for for my second place team in that group, the Group F. They're dubbing it the Group of Death. Craig, look uh, at that: Hungary, Portugal, France, and Germany. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's some group that isn't it? Poor old Hungary. Um, yeah, they must have been. Uh, they, <laughs> They must have uh, uh, stood on a cat or something when that group yeah. when that group was uh, <laughs> was was drawn. But um, look, for me, for me, I'm going to actually go with France to 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 win the group, followed by Portugal. I don't think Germany will. I think they're going through the um, the um, the resurgence phase. Um, a lot of new players in there. Um, so I think for me, there it would be uh, France, who have looked very very good, uh -huh. um, and um, Portugal, who, if you look at Portugal's squad, it's it's frightening. Some yeah. of the players they have in that in that squad, it, and it wouldn't surprise me um, if they if Portugal go all the way. Steve, thoughts? 
Yeah, hard to disagree with Craig there. The caliber of the the caliber and depth of the French squad. You look at the caliber of players they've left out is pretty scary. But yeah, looking this morning at a possible starting eleven for Portugal, it's pretty frightening. And uh, I think I think they'll do pretty well. And uh, yeah, Germany will have to be content with uh, third place in this uh, in this group as they look to uh, regenerate their squad with Lurgy, uh, Jurgi Lowe stepping down after this tournament. Yeah, look at the names that Portugal have: Ronaldo. Bruno Fernandes, Diego Jota, Pepe, uh, Joe Felix, Ruben Diaz, Renato Sanchez, Andre Silva, Bernardo Silva, Neto, Font, Mendes. It's it's frightening. Pretty lethal team. It's frightening. It's a frightening yeah, squad. If absolutely. they can if they can play as a team, um, they'll be my very uh, dark horses for the uh, for the for the title, which of course they won um, in the in the last uh, Euros, didn't they? Yeah, well, um, it's scary because I'm agreeing with you, Craig, on, on, on a lot of um, a lot of points tonight. So, uh, but um, one of the uh, online online um, I guess uh, portals that has um, really analysed this and um, have actually broken it down into percentages. So this is the analyst, and um, what they're saying is, well, basically France has got a twenty point five percent chance that, um, of winning the whole thing. Then Belgium and next, so, so they've actually gone and ranked through everyone. Um, uh, France, Belgium, Spain, Germany, Portugal, Italy in that order for the top, uh, what's that, top six, Netherlands and Denmark making up the top eight. Um, pretty interesting. They're interesting that they say England's, what, ninth? Um, I would have thought England would be a little bit higher, but it just goes to show, gents, I guess football is a game of opinions. And um, end of the day, look, um, well, in a month's time, we'll know exactly what the case is. But uh, it all kicks off, as you said, Craig, on Saturday. Turkey taking on Italy um, at 5 o'clock. Um, and then that evening, Wales taking on Switzerland at 11 o'clock Australian time. Steve, Sunday's games. Let's go through some of those games. Denmark taking on Finland, the um, opener. That's at 2 o'clock. What else we got there? Yeah, that's followed by an interesting one at 5 a.m. Belgium and Russia. Set your alarms for that one. And then the Sunday evening game at 11 o'clock, a very good time. And there's going to be a lot of people gathering around TVs to watch this one. England and Croatia at 11 o'clock with the public holiday the next day. Yeah, it's a big shame because actually Melbourne Knights were putting on a big, uh, a big marquee and uh, a big, uh, a big show for this one. So unfortunately, they're, they're at the, this stage they're they're not likely to get. But it's a bank holiday on the Monday, so I think there'll be a lot of people staying up for that one. Yeah, absolutely. And then following after that, we've got on Monday, so Monday morning, we've got Austria hosting North Macedonia. Yeah, not yeah, sure I'll get up for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Netherlands hosting the Ukraine at five o'clock and then uh, Scotland taking on the Czech Republic 11 o'clock uh, Monday night. Uh, Tuesday, we Tuesday morning, Steve, what are the games that we've got Tuesday morning? Yeah, Poland, Slovakia at 2 a.m. And that's followed at 5 a.m. by Spain and Sweden. So all I can say is uh, RIP our sleep in the coming uh, days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Craig, take us through the Wednesday and the Thursday games. Yeah, uh, first off, Hungary and Portugal, followed by the big one at 5 a.m., France versus Germany. Oh, and what then, a game uh, first up. Yeah, and then mm. uh, Finland and Russia um, uh, seeing the final game on on. Uh, on that day at 11, eve, uh, 11 in the evening. 
And that's uh, that completes uh, round one of the uh, fixtures, Tonch. Yeah, but then we go into round two, which starts Thursday yeah. with uh, Turkey taking on Wales at two o'clock. Are you going to pull an all-nighter there, Craig? Thursday, that's Thursday morning, isn't it? Wednesday on to Thursday morning. Yeah, we'll still be on lockdown, so there won't be any work up there. So. <laughs> Italy hosting Switzerland at 5 a.m. Will Ligon Street go nuts? Well, um, we, might, we might find out from someone a little later on in uh, Talkback, maybe. In Talkback, give us a ring. Where, you, where are you expecting to watch the games? Or Ukraine taking on North Macedonia later that night at um, 11 p.m. or 23 hours. Sounds very military-esque, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all very interesting, and uh, I think uh, we'll all be uh, we'll all be grateful oh, of the Euros uh, kicking absolutely. off next week, which is, of course, uh, being shown on Optus Sports Tunch. Yes, fantastic, yeah. So cannot wait for that. So that's going to be really good. And crowds are coming back in, in I hear. Um, is it 30? No, 50% or something like that? Or I'm not too sure what the um, ratio is, but they will be having crowds in some way or another. So that's what? Good. Crowds, crowds in Europe with the amount of COVID the cases they have in Europe? Surely not. Oh, look, if they, they have one... If they have one, if they have one positive case, then they might, might shut the whole continent down. What do you reckon? Joke. Thank God they don't have some of these chose, chose, chokes, chokers. Anyway, um, gents, we're going to open up the talkback lines, but before we do that, we're going to take a little break from our um, and hear a word from our sponsors. Um, our major sponsor this year, George Cross Football Club. Thank you so much, Mark Sultana, president there, and the rest of the crew. Um, at George Cross Football Club, home of the award-winning winning Georgie's on Vista. Don't go away, folks. Talkback is on after this. Before we go, what's the number, um, Craig, for Talkback? 0497-151-234. We'll leave that up there for you. See you soon. Don't go away. Looking for a venue for your next event? Our function room at Georgie's on Vista is the perfect place for your next special celebration. That special birthday or anniversary, a baptism, communion or confirmation, whatever the celebration, we can provide a fun and enjoyable atmosphere with great food. Why not hold your next corporate event in our function room? We can seat up to 100 people and can provide you with a professional environment. Whether you're looking to hold a stand-up or sit-down event, we can cater to your needs. We have meal plans and platters for you to choose from. For more information, send an email to info at georgiesonvista.com.au. There's no better place out west to hold your next function than at Georgie's on Vista, 46 City Vista Court, Fraser Rise, Plumpton. Welcome back to the Football Out West Show. It is episode 61. Geez, 61 episodes, guys. Three years in the making. It's been incredible. It's been a, it's been a great story. We've talked about football. And sometimes, I, I don't know about you chaps, but I pinch myself at the thought of, you know, every week we get on and we talk about, you know, our favourite topic, football. And we're very lucky in that. We're very, very lucky. And now we're giving an opportunity, folks, to you out there, our valued viewers, our valued listeners, and um, have we got anyone on the line, Craig? Surprisingly not, uh, Tom. Oh, no. well. we, have, we, have, we have a lot of keyboard warriors on this show. Uh, <laughs> nobody uh, nobody likes to pick up the phone and, and, and come on and have a chat with us. No, absolutely. There must be someone out there who's got something that they love, something that they loathe, that they'd like to share with everyone else tonight. Come on. There's that number there, 0497 151 234. Lots to talk about. Talk about Steve's office. 
We can. Yeah. Let's talk about Steve Offs. Uh, Steve, oh, actually, while we're, while we're waiting for our Let's first caller, now, look, very few people know that, that Steve's actually from Bendigo. Um, and when you came down, you, you actually came down from Bendigo um, to Geelong and you've gotten involved with your local football community and, and calling NPL games. But, mate, what was it like growing up in Bendigo and, and what was the football culture, when I say football culture, the soccer culture up <laughs> there like? And, and uh, just tell us a bit about, like, you know. He's um, moved for a reason, Todd. <laughs> oh, that's, that's yes. I, well, I asked oh, Steve, I didn't ask nah, No, that's, that's fair. Um, <laughs> no. Um, shout out to anyone who is tuning in from Bendio tonight. Uh, look forward to getting up there again soon, uh, sometime soon. No, it's, look, it's you know, it's a very different place to Geelong, even though it's got a lot of similarities. Just that, that it's further from Melbourne is the big difference. So what that means is you're not having this cross pollination of football competitions between the metro and the and the city. So everything that happens up there happens up there. They did try and um, you know get an NPL senior side going there, as you remember, back in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, a good initiative, but it was just something that was beyond the the realms of possibility after a couple of years. And fortunately, they've managed to retain the Bendigo City Junior NPL, which is, uh, you know, it's good that it's there. It gives the local players opportunity to to raise their game every, every week, albeit with a lot of travel required. But yeah. Um, yeah, the local league up there is a little different. You look at the Sunday league here in Geelong, um, and it's uh, it, it's sort of a social league. But um, up there, the league that the, the um, match days all happen on Sundays. Everyone lines up the the men, seniors, and reserves, the women's, the uh, the youth teams. Everyone lines up at the same venue. It's a real sort of carnival atmosphere actually on the match days, which is pretty good because everyone sticks around and watches the other teams. Yeah. So it's um. It's some of the pitches weren't always good. The tackles were brutal. It was pretty fearsome. There was a few Aussie rules <laughs> tactics employed by certain players, but there was a few gems in there. And we've seen some um, couple of pretty good players uh, come out of that region. I know one of them that was going around in some of the Western suburbs clubs was in my age range as well. Was uh, Trent Waterson who goes around? I think yeah, Trent. He's uh, down at Corio uh, now, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's around he's at right. uh, he's South Melbourne and yeah, very, Park very good and, uh, player, Trent. Yeah. yeah, and there was this pretty pretty handy player from uh, my club, Epsom, which was uh, Steve Martin, who went on to play NSL for uh, Carlton and Parramatta, then ended up playing in a bit of the old uh, VPL with, uh, I think, Bulleen Zebras at the time it was. I remember we went and watched him play at the Veneto Club one night on a Monday night, and he got cleaned up in the first five minutes and taken to hospital. So maybe we were, oh, we were bad luck to go and, uh, go and watch him there that night. but. Um, yeah, there's been some good players uh, come out of there, and hopefully they'll uh, continue to produce some good talent. Actually, yeah, brilliant. Now, before we um, before we go to our first caller, we've also got two major announcements that we're going to make later in the show. Um, in fact, we three well major to, announcements. We might as well go to them now, Tons, because nobody's ringing through, man. No one's ringing. Oh, that's <laughs> the come on, folks. That's that's pretty. I'm really disappointed. I'm disappointed in freaking everything that's happening out here, and for people. And we have got listeners. We've got people tuning in tonight. So I'd love to see people ring in. 0497 151234. Uh, Michael Long, you're, you're, you're going to ring us up. You rang us up last week. Tell me about how how, how KO is free. Like um, it's a trial. <laughs> so you have to what, – what do I need to do there, gents? Just let go of my current you membership. You need to ask your daughter, mate. She's, how old is she? Oh, she's she's a she's a cluey when it comes to technology. Yeah, don't you worry. Her, but, uh, yeah, any, any, any football-related questions and thoughts – Give us a call. Get online. Let's let's see what we can uh, we can come up with. But um, 
Well, we wait. There's the uh, group stages for the Euro Championships. So the group stage being run from the 11th of June through to the 11th of July. So it should be an absolutely fantastic month of, of football, European football. Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, Wales in Group A. Steve, Group B, go through Group B. Group B, Belgium, De oh. Oh. Belgium Denmark, Finland and Russia. Group, group C, C, Craig. Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria and North Macedonia. And Group D, we've got England, Croatia, Scotland and the Czech Republic. Steve? Uh, group E is uh, Spain, Sweden, Poland and Slovakia. I feel like this is Eurovision almost here. I know, yeah. <laughs> and, and finally, points, group, Hungary. F, group F, the group of death, Craig. Yeah, Hungary, Nilpois, Portugal, <laughs> France <Brilliant>. and Germany. <laughs> Jeez, the pronunciation is better in French than it is in English. Well done, mate. Um, would love to hear a new caller ring in and talk football. Yes, Maxi Santich, that's exactly right. Would love to hear someone new, someone who hasn't had a, um, a chance to speak. But... um. Maybe let's go into one of our news and then come back to the talk talk back lines, Tosh. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Shall we do our announcement, um, or shall we go and have our guest? What What shall we do, Craig? Let's uh, let's do on. let's let's get the guest on. He's been uh, he's been sat there for a while. Uh, let's get him on, um, and then we'll do our announcement uh, at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with if absolute great pleasure, it is um our our turn to introduce um. Giacomo Caruli, who happens to be the uh, he happens to be the managing director of Macron Victoria. Giacomo, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, first of all, before we before we make our major announcement tonight, Giacomo, um, being of um, of of proud Italian background, how's Italy going to go in the uh, Euro Championship starting next week? Hopefully, well. <laughs> and I've got a backup plan if Italy doesn't go well, I go for England because my wife is English. So I don't All know. right. Much the boss. Two <laughs> <laughs> of the favourites covered. <laughs> the boss. Mate, we've, uh, we've invited you to come on the show because of a, a groundbreaking announcement tonight, and we're going to give you the pleasure of, of making that announcement. So, mate, um, without further ado, we'd like to uh, invite you to say or to announce what we've got cooking. All right, so good evening, everyone. Um, yeah, we recently uh, started the operation of Macro in Victoria again, and as part of the growth strategy leading to season 2022, we, we grabbed pleasure that we announced a partnership with the Football Out West show. Um, this will see us become the show's official apparel providers for for the actual uh, show and, and provide apparel to Tonchi and Craig to wear every week on, on the show. Plus, we will be sponsoring the next five episodes of the show. Um, and we're very excited about it because we really appreciate the service you provide to the community and we want to be part of it. Have we got a round of applause sign? Uh, oh, sound, sound effect that we can have yeah. there for Giacomo? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <Thank you. laughs> yeah, so as you can see, we're wearing our – oh, there it is – Wearing our um, our uh, Macron uh, attire, we're very very pleased, very happy to have you on board, Giacomo. Th um, thank you for joining us and coming along the ride. Um, when when our talkback listeners aren't wanting to get on or <laughs> on the phone, it's good to see the sponsors are. So we really really appreciate it. 
Uh, mate, really looking forward to it. And um, let's let's talk a little bit about um, Macron. I mean, it's established itself um, over the last few years as one of the top brands, uh, particularly in Europe. It's it's huge in Europe. And apparently, according to a certain um, UEFA report, it sits in the top three as far as market share after Nike and Adidas. Is that right? Yeah. Um, since 20 was 2001 when uh, Macron signed the first professional club, which is Bologna, uh, which is actually the hometown of Macron. Uh, the brand has experienced a, a very big growth in the football space, especially, but they also become very prominent in rugby. Um, actually, this year, Wales uh, won the Six Nations as one of the national teams sponsored by Macron. Of course but we won. In, in football, especially, they started becoming very popular in the UK market. Uh, back in the days when um, we're talking about 2012, when I first started working for Macron, uh, the brand had West Ham, Leeds, United, Aston Villa, Napoli. So that kind of led the brand to to acquire more and more market share um, because the, the strategy of Macron essentially is they, they, they sign professional clubs and they then try and build the grassroots business around it. Um, and it, as part of the strategy, what, what they do we pretty much give access to both professional clubs and grassroots uh, access to the same range. So pretty much a grassroots club can end up getting the same level of quality that a professional club can get. Uh, and this, in the in the last few years, sort of helped the brand um, grow the presence. Um, and, uh, yeah, according to the Wafer report, especially after it was, I think it was 2018, uh, this report um, sort of taking into account a few criteria, but by market share, Macron seems to be the number three after uh, Nike and Adidas. Uh, and actually, Macron is the official uh, wafer sponsor. So if you watch the Europa League or the Euros in, in, you know, next week, all the referees will be wearing Macron. So it's sort of become one of the, the most prominent brands in the football scene, um, which helps because now, especially in Australia, we're trying and 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 reestablish the presence on the brand. Uh, and I'm in charge of Victoria, which is a big market. Hopefully, COVID doesn't drag the situation this way for too long, uh, because I believe a lot of the clubs purchase the apparel for the season they've never played, and hopefully they can use that apparel this year. So that means in 2022, they will be in a position to um, purchase new apparel. So it's, it's a bit of a... We really hope that um, it's going to be resolved. Um, yeah. Craig, you're, you're, you've got a question, have you? Have I? <laughs> I thought you did. Sorry, no, I, was, I actually just had to pop out a little bit, so I, uh, I, I missed that. So, Steve, do you want to go and then I'll jump in for the next one? Yeah, sure. Uh, Giacomo, Giacomo, what is the uh, what are the benefits for clubs around the region uh, working with Macron? Um, there are sev several points that I'd like to highlight. So, first mm -hmm. thing first, we we are as a brand, we have uh, about four million pieces of stock uh, made that are in our warehouse in Italy. We stock about four million pieces at any time. And um, and our catalog range is very extensive. So we got so many different options from off-field, on-field, training, casual wear, which means um, 
this variety gives access to so many different items in different color combinations. So that means you don't really have to go custom all the time, which is a trend that sort of emerged in the last few years where a lot of clubs, they need to go custom because the supplies sort of only offer sublimation. In our case, we try and, and facilitate that process having pre-made products that you can access and we have a full transparent um, system that gives us access to the stock levels at any time. So I can access now and tell you how many of a certain jersey in a certain color and a certain size we have available. Plus, we use air freight rather than sea freight, which means every week pretty much we organize an air freight which arrives here in about a week which is quite fast and having the local showroom and print lab in Carlton, this gives us that kind of flexibility to service clubs on demand rather than try and plan too long in advance. Of course, if, if the clubs are organized early enough, then we can, you know, offer, um, you know, better deals based on, on the lead time if you go sea freight. But in general, if you need something quick, we can pretty much turn around in about two weeks. In January, actually, we had an order, top-up order from mm -hmm. other clubs already using Macron, about $50,000 worth of top-ups that we turned around in less than 20 days. Um, on top of this, if clubs really want to go custom make, um, we custom make all our products in Europe. So everything is made in Europe in terms of sublimation and cut and sew. Um, the minimum quantities are not too high. Um, and uh, this gives that extra bit of uh, service that some clubs want, want to be able to access, mm -hmm. given that sometimes clubs want to have something very unique. Um, and we, we can offer that too. Um, on top of that, as I said, we've got a print lab here in Carlton. We have the capacity of processing 5,000 units a week at the peak season uh, because we have printers, presses, and everything to apply hit seal logos, but we can also access woven badges made in Italy if you want to add some value to the jerseys or rubber badges similar to the one that Western United use. We, we can access them too. Um, and we also have a very uh, sophisticated e-commerce setup, which we use for other affiliate programs, part of the business behind Macron Victoria, which is called Merch Group. And this gives clubs the, the opportunity to have their online store um, with full admin run by us. So which okay. means we'll be able to... So we sit down with a club, we say, okay, what's the range you want to offer to your members, and they might decide we want to offer, you know, a selection of five, six items from the on-field, the off-field, casual way, and and members can off order them direct, which means we handle everything in terms of service to direct to the members, uh, and the club gets a kickback for for that. Um, so, and on top of this, we'll be able to offer. Um, event tickets uh, and more for the official partnerships will be announcing in the next few weeks, uh, which I can't tell exactly what it is, uh, but it's going to support our growth in, in Victoria, that's for sure. That's brilliant. Yeah, and on that, uh, uh, Giacomo, uh, your current, obviously, presence here down in, in Melbourne, you're obviously responsible for, for Victoria. Um, what's the presence like in Australia? Uh, what are the plans, uh, more specifically, your plans for, for Victoria? So Australia-wide, uh, uh, Macron, they, at the moment, they've got two early clubs, which are Perth Glory. They've been with Macron since 2013 um, and MacArthur Bulls. 
Um, there will be another one announced in the next few weeks. Then recently they started supplying Port Adelaide in AFL, which is the first AFL club that Macron has ever signed, uh, which opens a completely different market. Um, and then Parramatta Eels in NRL, Rugby League. Um, the plans for the brand are to try and maximise their presence in other sports as well. Although, personally, I love football um, and I've been involved in the sport for as a supplier and also uh, the club level for, for years. Uh, the reality is we need to look at other sports as well, especially rugby and basketball. So Macro, they try now to sign a few more partnerships in other sports to sort of uh, lift the image of the brand in other markets. Uh, and in Victoria in particular, we, we started to target um, also uh, some of the AFL Metro Leagues to try and become licensed because in AFL, you can't just sell the apparel. You need to actually pay an upfront license to be able to, to do that. So in the short term, definitely football. I mean, football, the real football is our target. And um, and then probably basketball will be another sport we'll be targeting quite soon. But we've got to work with the calendar. We've got to look at what, what's happening also with COVID because, as I said at the start, a lot of clubs are in a position where before they make a decision to to buy apparel, they need to pro pretty much make sure they got the funding from sponsors and also the fact that they're going to be used, they're going to be able to use it because then if you have another lockdown lasting for months, you know it's not going to help anyone. Um, yeah, that's good. Time to turn your mic on. <laughs> He's got a great question. I, I, there. I, there had, he I had myself muted. I did the uh, Craig oh, thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, we are very cheeky tonight. Giacomo, um, one of the clubs I love this name, the name of this club is a little social, socially, I guess, a social club that's become um, on board the Macron family, and they're called NK Bunker. So Croatian community back club, love that name. They must employ a very strong defensive type of an operation. Um, how they come on board? And are there any other clubs that are that are that? I know you said there's a few announcements in the in the in the wings and what you're not. But can we even have a little bit of a sneak peek of some of those other ones that are going to be coming on board? Any exclusives here on the show tonight? <laughs> uh, I can't really talk about the actual major announcement because. It's yeah. The, I think somebody already has on in the uh, in the comment section. Well, I don't know how much is, how much true. Kevin Thuma, he's uh, he suggested a particular club. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, in terms of grassroots, we we've started talking to several clubs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, being now the start of the operations in Victoria, um, we we we're trying to obviously um, put the word out there that Macron is back and everything. Um, so NK Banker in particular, going back to that, uh, NK Banker, they used to be with Macron in 2012, 2013, when I oh, first right. worked with the brand. So it's an actual comeback for us uh, because of the personal relationship I have with, with the boys. Um, and in particular, in the Croatian community, we had at the time several clubs that used Macron uh, back in the days, Melbourne Knights was one of them. They Dandenong Hajduk, Dandenong City, uh, used Macron for, for a year when I think David Dabutovic was involved there. Oh, yeah. um, and um, and having, obviously, clubs like Hajduk overseas sort of creates that bond and creates that kind of um, interest from some of these clubs to 
sort of use the same supplier. Um, and uh, in terms of other grassroots, we're talking to one MPL side, which um, came to the showroom about two weeks ago. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll manage to, to sign. So we'll be our first new addition at the MPL level. Although Heidelberg, they've been using Macron uh, since last year, I believe, uh, but there was supplied by Sportsmart. And because we've taken over the license for an, as an exclusive license, um, now the club's sort of coming through us for whatever they need. Yeah. But we'll see what happens when they decide to actually uh, sit down again. Uh, but we're already working on another NPL. Plus, we got a few state league clubs that approached us, um, community side. So we, we don't preclude anyone. We, we, we're happy to sit down with everyone. Um, and doesn't need to be big orders. We can cater for small orders. For example, NK Banker is pretty much an order for their creation, the creation tournament, which is going to be in October, I believe. Um, yeah. they, they sort of decided to start you know, putting their order through now just because they want to have some off-field before they even get to the kids. Um, and, um, yeah, so we've got a few lined up. Yeah. I can't oh, how do, uh, obviously, given the circumstances of... The major announcement. Because yeah, that's fair enough. We get that. Yeah, and, and obviously, given the circumstances of the last 18 months or so, where a lot of clubs uh, did have issues with uh, kit suppliers, uh, Giacomo, as we all know, there were many clubs... Uh, right up until the last minute, who were waiting for kits, never had their kits. How can uh, how can clubs get involved or uh, or or uh, get in contact with uh, with you or the Macron team there to to start discussions over potential uh, new new avenues? They can easily email me um, on gc at macronvic.com.au, touch base by, by mobile phone, um, even through you guys. Um, so literally we're now in this, at the stage where we can actually invite people in, yep. again, subject to lockdown and all that because that we've got the showroom, we've got products on display and we can actually guide the clubs through the process and make them comfortable and familiar with the way we operate. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's very it, – it, we, what we try and value is the transparency um, more than anything, which means service. Um, the brand itself, we provide quality, but the main thing is transparency because, as you said, a lot of clubs, um, I believe, in the past, they experienced issues. And I believe it's mainly because a lot of the other suppliers that go through custom-made, um, obviously not in Asia, in China, and sometimes yep. there is the the famous, uh, the infamous actually Chinese New Year that stops production of all of that. As I said, in our case, everything is pre-made. Uh, we have um, set dates for replenishments um, for all the products, so we know when something, if it's something is not in stock, we know when it's coming back in. Uh, plus the custom production, if clubs really want to go sublimation or cut and sew in their colors uh, or if they want something more unique, everything is made in Europe, which means there is no Chinese New Year involved. Yeah. Now, Alex Sivkarovsky says a really good thing. Do we get a Football Out West show discount? Now, in coming weeks, we will be um, providing opportunities for our viewers to be able to jump on board and um, and get um, Macron uh, Macron 
products at a very good price and at a very good discounted price. So um, we'll we'll uh, announce that in coming weeks. But uh, yeah, definitely, uh, Giacomo. We uh, look forward to having uh, a long and illustrious connection with um, Macron and with yourself as well. And uh, we're certainly hoping that that's going to translate into a better brand awareness for Macron here in Victoria. And we'd love to see as many clubs out there jump on board, and especially those those of um, those people that do still remember you from the old Macron days. Um, I'm sure a lot of them will come knocking on your door. Well, I, I actually retain a lot of relationships from back in the days um, because actually in your area in the West uh, at the time I had Werribee City on board with me for four years. Mm -hmm. um, I think at some point we had West Point. Um, so uh, I know a lot of people in, in your side of town. Oh, excellent, mate. Thank you once again. Uh, gents, anything else that you'd like to ask our, our guest for tonight? Oh, Giacomo, if, if you just got one more question uh, to ask, uh, what what is the piece of kit that you've got in your stock that people just can't get enough of, or that you love to wear around yourself? Actually, there is a there is an item that uh, seems to be quite popular. Uh, I actually wear myself, which is a hoodie sitting next to me now. Um, and um, look. There is there is a lot of products that people look at all the time, especially on the off-field uh, range, um, because we got several diff like different levels of, of quality and everything. And and people actually, when they go through the catalog, they get overwhelmed because there is so much available, yeah. which is much easier for me to say, guys, if it's a club, tell me your budget, and I give you my recommendations based on that because otherwise people start looking at the catalog, they get confused, they don't know what to get first because there's yeah. – so it's much easier for me to actually guide the, the customers through, um, especially at the club level. Um, but, look, we get a lot of inquiries about licensed merchandise because, as I said, Macron yeah. supply a lot of European clubs. We're actually trying now with the new website to offer – some of that merchandise because we've got Hajduk Split, we've got Pauk, mm. we've got uh, Red Star Belgrade, the Albanian national team, uh, Lazio, Blackburn Rovers next year, Nottingham Forest. So there is a lot of supporters in Melbourne of these clubs that oh, yeah. normally would be able only to order this merchandise from overseas, which means paying a lot for the, for the freight. So what we're trying to do now is to actually try and select some of the, the most popular items that people ask for every time uh, and, and bring them down to Melbourne. That way um, they can actually order them direct from us rather than go through some, you know, overseas website and paying 50 euros for, for the freight. Um, so that's, that's one thing that we're working on at the moment because we get a lot of requests. Michael, yeah, Michael Nong wants every kit that you've got. So just just so you're aware, you might get a call from him. Uh, he's commented he on Albania every first. football club in the world tonight, and I think uh, there's, there can't be many kits that he hasn't got. But um, yeah. look, on on behalf of uh, of Tonchi, Steve, and myself, uh, Giacomo, thanks for uh, thanks for your support on, on on this. We really really appreciate. It. As you can see, we're all uh, as Maxi Santec. Uh, that's why uh, they all look like referees this evening. But um, we will be wearing our our um, our Macron Football Out West um, gear wherever we're out and about promoting the, the show. And uh, really, on, on behalf of all Thank of us, you. thanks very much for your support, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Giacomo. Thank uh, you. 
you're going to have a red card if you keep turning your mic off. Yeah. You're <laughs> putting things up in the air. Bugger. I, I, I hear my, my my chair is really creaky. And it, it, when I'm not talking, I try and put it on mute so you don't hear the uh, creaky uh, Steve, chair. What did, what, did you say you his, what did you say his chair sounded like the other week? Oh, I can't remember. Like working in Geelong Council, wasn't it? Is something like that? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, uh, if you want to get in touch with Giacomo, it's gc at macronvic.com.au. It's in our um, comment section. Go to the website, www.macronvic.com.au. Um, as Giacomo said, um, the, the catalogue can be overwhelming, but I tell you what, there's just it, it is like Christmas when you start looking through there. There's so many things that you want to buy. Um, you're going to send us all bankrupt, mate. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's great to have you on board. We look forward to you once again and having you on the show um, in coming weeks. And um, all the very best. And hopefully, the sooner we can get out of lockdown, so people can flock down to uh, to your Ligon Street outlet and say hello to you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Giacomo. Thanks, Giacomo. That's uh, Giacomo Caruli from Macron. Really, really uh, lovely, lovely person. Absolutely fantastic bloke. Um, Craig, you've known him for a few years, but um, an absolute gentleman um, as a scholar, as they say, which we can't really say about the same about you. But uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but um, that is not our only major announcement that we've got to make tonight, is there? There is some more announcements that we're going to make now. And, um, Craig, I'll let you be the uh, bearer of good news. Yeah, thanks, Tonch. Um, look, just uh, I know it's uh, it's always hard trying to get guests on the show. We had somebody lined up today. Um, we were speaking with the Football Federation about uh, trying to get somebody on uh, from Kuwait, but unfortunately, uh, timings just never worked out. We're working hard over the last couple of days to try and get that, but it just never happened. But we have got a fantastic um, guest on next week, uh, someone that everybody knows in the football fraternity, um, a friend of Michael Ong's, uh, no doubt. Um, we will have um, former SBS television presenter Lucy Zelich, who will come on next week to talk to, to us about her role within uh, SBS, her, uh, her time um, commentating or, or, um, or presenting um, and talking everything football. So a really, really good show for us to, to look forward to next uh, next Sunday evening. What I just have to say is forget Elizabeth. Lucy is the real queen. She is the queen of Australian football. She is royalty, I tell you what. And to have Lucy Zelich on the show next week on the Queen's Birthday edition is going to be absolutely awesome. I cannot wait for one. Um, and it is, it's it's fantastic. Um we almost had it for this week, but um, we had such an action-packed show this week as well. But, um, yeah, fantastic. Looking forward to having Lucy Zelich on next week, Steve. Um, you're a regular viewer of, of the World Game um, podcast, um, and um, and obviously we all follow Lucy's work well. Um, yeah, it should be pretty exciting, hey? Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, I've just been enjoying it until uh, the world game has met its demise but enjoying her and uh, Nick Stold having their weekly chats uh every uh well every week while I'm working away from home they've sort of kept us company so looking forward to 
Speaking to Lucy, we're going to have to really put some good questions together too because she is a absolute professional at that sort of caper herself. So we're going to have to do our best to impress her with our questions, I think, guys. Now, yes, and on that, Tonchi, if any of our listeners, uh, sorry, Steve, if any of our listeners have any questions for um, for Lucy for next week, you know, um, you've, the number on the screen, um, text us your your questions. Uh, we'll we'll vet them, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we may even get the opportunity to uh, to get you on online to um, maybe that'll enhance people to ring up. I'm sure Michael Long will be the first. He's probably started phoning now. He's going to be on hold for the next seven days. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's just going on hold. But um, yeah. look, it's um, phone us in, guys. Let us know. Let us know what questions you want to ask Lucy next week. And um, had a good chat with her yesterday. She's really looking forward to coming on the show next week. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a fantastic uh, event for all of us. But that's not the only one, Tonch. No. We've actually also got Melton Phoenix next week as our club in focus. Michelle Williamson uh, and the team there from Melton Phoenix will also be coming on the show as a as a club in focus. So uh, a really action-packed show for us uh, uh, a week today. Yeah, so Melton Phoenix are coming on board as um, as, as sponsor of the Club in Focus segment. Um, I'm looking forward to that because there is so much happening behind the scenes with regards to Melton Phoenix. Um, um, they, they, they've got a whole new complex about to be built. Um, it's a club that's going places, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to speak to their president, uh, Michelle Williamson and a couple of the other folk from uh, Melton Phoenix. Really looking forward to that. But, uh, gents, I guess that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thank you very, very much to you both for your input tonight. It has been um, always a pleasure having you guys on and talking football as we do each week. A real pleasure um, having all of the people in our comments section, um, the usual bunch of suspects, and we love having you around every Sunday night. So thank you to everyone that's put their two Bobworth in the um, comments section. Steve, myself and yourself, we'll be back tomorrow night, same time, with the Geelong Region Soccer Show. Um, unfortunately, it was going to be all about the country championship, so we don't know what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Might might be a 20-minute show tomorrow. Who there knows? you go, Tonchi and Steve, uh, ad lib uh, yeah. for tomorrow night at 7 o'clock yeah. on the stream. And no, uh, we'll also, uh, yeah, we'll shout out to... The, the juniors, sorry. We'll be covering a lot yeah. of the juniors. So that's, that's something it, that that's normally it. does not get um, taken care of or, or normally doesn't receive much of a coverage. It will be receiving a fair bit of coverage tomorrow. So yeah. looking forward to that, um, getting some of the little tackers on the screen possibly and what you're not. So that's the Geelong Region Soccer Show tomorrow night at 7. Steve, sorry, I'll cut you off. Rudy. Oh, no, I was just uh, about to say shout-out to Maxi for his uh, brilliant comment there. Tonchi needs an office chair sponsorship if there's anyone out there. Office works, huh? Office works. Yeah, go to office works. So. Come on, give me a discount, cash discount like all, all the ethnics do. <laughs> Do you reckon you get anything? Oh, no, that's our advertised price, and that's all we're going to give it to you for. Ah. Any other any other good office furniture what? places around? What was that? I think that's it. I think we're done. <laughs> we're done. I've had enough. All right, gents, thank you very much for tonight. All the thank very you. best, and we'll see you next week for the Football Outwear Show. Good night. Good night. Good night.